0: Jack.
1: Hi, Ross. How are you? Um, Aside from sports-related stuff, I'm all right. But when it comes to sport, I've I've not been a happy bunny, as the kids say.
0: Now, I've broken down the little audio clip that was released last night as we're sat here on Wednesday the 4th of October into little chunks that we can go through bit by bit. But just to get you like the juices flowing, I just want you to just let rip for a minute or two, get it all off your chest, and then we'll have a nice civilised discussion from there on out. Excuse me, I've got a cold.
1: I mean, VAR aside, that is the worst refereeing performance I've ever seen in my damn life. Gee, like, I am the kind of fan that can accept a defeat. I can, and I like to think that when I'm def- like when Liverpool are defeated, I'm not one of these who are just like, oh, well, the only reason the other team won is because Liverpool were crap as opposed to the other team were good. Um, that's not the case this time because I felt that with 11 men and even with 10 men, we were much better than Spurs. And all this talk afterwards, oh, oh, Ange Pastor the men on a march. No, because they needed a last minute own goal against nine men to win. But that aside, and the celebrations on the pitch, you can. Come on, bringing your kids on like you've won the cup. Anyway, anyway, I can't get over that referee and performance all across the board. Like for um, Simon Hooper, he ruined the flow of the game, regardless of the VAR decisions. He was such a card happy ref, it was ridiculous. Um, Liverpool ended up with eight yellows and two reds. We've now had five reds this season. Before this season, we'd had three reds in our previous 168 games. How You can't overnight go from having the best disciplinary record in the league to the worst.
0: Well, I think that's that's symptomatic of the entire league. Like The way they're dishing out yellow cards for anything and everything now, it's a joke.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I mean, some of of these decisions, like the Curtis, before we get into the meat and potatoes, which is obviously the VAR thing, I need to rant about the whole thing. The Curtis Jones decision... I can see why it was a red. I felt it was a bit harsh. Uh, Liverpool appealed it. The appeal got turned down. He's banned for three games, which still seems a bit harsh. What I don't like, though, is the fact that when it came to the VIR, because obviously Simon Hooper gave it a yellow, and even Curtis Jones then was like, oh, that doesn't feel like yellow. When he went to the screen for the VIR, they didn't just show the instant again full speed at various angles and then slow motion. They had it paused on when his studs were in... Um, with Pasuma's Pesuma. leg. Yeah. But they had it when it was stood through in Pasuma's leg. That's influencing the referee's decision. I really didn't like that. I was in a pub in the middle of Liverpool. Everyone just went, oh, that's not on that. Do you know what
0: I learned this week about VAR when they do go to the screen? It's not the referee on the field making a call. Jamie Carragher revealed this because obviously when they're doing the commentary on TV, they get the VAR feed in their head. When they go to that screen on pitch side, they're not making their own mind up by watching the, the incident again and again and again from different angles, full speed, half speed, all that sort of stuff. They are being told why it's a red card and that's it. Or, what, yeah. or why it's not a red card if they have given a red card on the field they're being told this is why you've got to give it the way we're saying it like from the VAR in Stockley Park it's an absolute nonsense you've just got to show the replay full speed a couple of times a few different angles half speed a couple of times a few different angles but it's got to be the full thing from start to finish because I agree I don't think it was a red card at all and I bloody hate Liverpool Football Club Jack Atkins I think the way yeah. if you look at the point of contact when he's making it initially on the football and Basuma's foot is basically at the same level as well on the ball it's the way his foot ricochets off the top of the ball and then it goes onto his shin when you just pause it on the shin it obviously looks like one of the worst tackles has ever been seen in the history of the barclays premier league classic barclays but full context i think it needs to be put in there and showed to everybody over and over again it riled me up as well Jack, because i can't lie to you that red card
1: so that that one riled us up and then it was the the jota one because obviously the second yellow he was a uh a silly bastard for going in that reckless. But then when the replay of the first one was that Udogi tripped himself up and he got a yellow for it. Well, What's I think going on there?
0: Jota's like mid-stride, isn't he? But he's not making any attempt to make any sort of tackle, any sort of cynical red, uh, sorry, cynical yellow card, you know, stopping Udogi going on the attack. It's just the fact that when he's striding, his knee clips Udogi's back leg, which clips his front leg, that sense, and that sends him going down. If they looked at that again, a which I guess they can't do because it's a yellow card, um, they, they would have Not given anything for that. I doubt them. They might have given a free kick because we've seen that sort of stuff, given it that sort of area of the pitch, but it's not a yellow card. But again, Jota was a silly bastard for doing that tackle when he's on the yellow card.
1: He was, but then Udagi on the floor gesturing for a card when he himself was on a yellow. So where was his red card?
0: Yeah Br- Bruno Gimarais got a yellow card for doing that earlier this season I seem to recall. It's the inconsistency as well that really pisses you off because it's not just handballs in the box with Manchester United incidents involved this was discussed last week on the podcast it's everything. Yeah. It's even it even comes down to the two assist like a manager and assistant manager on the touchline. Some teams are allowed it, some teams aren't allowed it. There's no consistency at all. But anything else to cover before we go into the meat and potatoes of this video?
1: It's just, well, it was a shame because it was a great end-to-end football game. Um, obviously, an incredible defensive display from Liverpool. First off, I thought we were the better team, even though Spurs were having a lot of fun down their left our right. Um, but it was just, like, as a result, I said before, eight yellows and two reds. Because of that, even though the referee was kind happy, we could get a 25 grand fine for disciplinary reasons, which is a joke. Um, the only thing that's like, where does this money go? Does this go to the PGMOL? Does this go to the FA? No one knows. Why is it just, you've done this, here's a fine. You've done this, here's a fine. Jürgen Klopp, they asked him afterwards, they were like, do you want to say anything? He was like, well, it's funny for you, but it's expensive to me. Alexis McAllister put something on Twitter saying, oh, we played against 12 men. He's been fined. So then some of the players were circumventing it and going basically via their wives and girlfriends, Twitter and Instagram accounts, <laughs> and getting them to post stuff. It's
0: i tell I you what, though. It? I did enjoy the way Klopp dealt with that question because it is right. They always get the you know, heat of the moment just after the full time in for an interview to share their views. And when they share their views, I think Paul Heckenbottom, when he was away at Spurs as well with their decisions that Sheffield United got, he's the only one who didn't get fined, I think, if I'm right in saying. Because they always mm-hmm. say something and no matter, just give an honest opinion and you, you can all just see it's right and they're validated in what they're saying, they always get a fine. But Klopp, as we're sat here on the 4th of October, has completely ruined that today by saying, oh, the game must be replayed. Played, yeah. Stick that up your arse, Jurgen Klopp, you arrogant, silly old man. If that's getting replayed, every single decision in the history of football that we've got wrong needs to be replayed. Why who, Why do you think he's so special, eh? No <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm not happy that you said that because after Liverpool put out the statement... It just turned into this weird online what like half the journalists went, it's good they put out the statement. Like Jonathan Liu in the uh, Guardians, especially bad. Because he's a Tottenham fan, but he was just like, Oh, why don't we replay every match? No one said anything about a replay apart from a handful of fans. No one has said anything about points. It's not about that. It's making sure that the refs don't ruin this the sport. Like the Saturday after Saturday. I tell
0: Oh, it goes up. Sorry. Sorry. a little bit of a glitch there. I thought I had time to jump in there. But I'm happy with the statement they put out because it's something yeah. the teams... Because a lot of people have obviously brought up Sheffield United during that lockdown season and that decision at Philip Park that ultimately cost them come the end of the season. If uh, Sheffield United put out a statement then... I'm glad that Liverpool did it now because now it'll give teams like Sheffield United in that sort of similar situation the feeling like oh Liverpool did it surely we can do the same thing now I'm I'm actually quite happy that Liverpool it's just a shame it's the the arrogance that goes hand in hand with Liverpool Football Club that sort of uh, ruined people's perspective on that statement because it was them being the first ones that riled people up I think but I think it was the right call for them to do it because now other teams can go yes we'll do the same.
1: Like if, if we didn't stand stand up, who who was going to? Yeah. Like what were we meant to take? That a lot of people are just like, oh, just take it on the chin and move on. No. Like until like I said, when Klopp said a replay, I was like, Don't say that, yeah, gonna undermines everything. Yeah. But it's it's a case of no why are we letting referees with main character energy ruin this sport? Like after Saturday. I put in I put in our work chat because I, I usually don't use the work chat outside of work hours. But I was just like, I want to see what people are saying. I was honestly, if it wasn't for this podcast, I was saying to Mitch, like I think I'm done with football. It's <laughs> like I I think I'm done. I was saying to Sean, was like I might like properly get into cricket or something. I was just like because all we do on this podcast, even when it's not involving Newcastle Liverpool, we're just saying about the referees are ruining this game, and then especially for us, like we've seen in the past couple of seasons, Liverpool lose um, championships by a point. And we were robbed of maybe a point, maybe three points on Saturday. And if I could say, say in some kind of magical world that next May, it comes to after every minute of football's been played, City and Liverpool are neck and neck on points at the top of the table and City win it on some kind of disciplinary thing. It's, what do we do? Scrab, I mean,
0: obviously, scrap VAR. That's, that's what we do, Jack, because I was yeah. my main takeaway from this is that VAR is obviously not doing the job it was brought in to do, but it's also just opening up refereeing decisions to several more layers of human error on top of what is already a human error. Like the offside call by Simon Hooper for the goal, which we'll get on to now, that's a human error. If that's the only human error, I've had a lifetime of that. You go back to England's like, goal against Germany in 2010, there's countless things. Czech Teoté scores this wonderful goal against Manchester City. It's one human error. You can accept that because we all make mistakes. It's when that human error is then human erred, to make a verb again, on top of that, and then on top of that with the assistant referee, and then we have the instant replay fella who I've got his name written down here, Mo Abbey, he deserves a medal, so he does, because he's the only guy who is calling out this bollocks. But we'll go through things step by step. Now, it's just the fact that VAR is implementing this technology in a way that opens up refereeing calls to several more levels of human error, which I can't get my head around. It's technology. It's meant to take out the human element. Surely... Well, it, I'm,
1: I'm sure I read that. Obviously, the the different VAR that they trialled uh, it was at the men's World Cup last year, which is semi automated rather than having the human thing to it. Apparently, the PGMOl said, "Oh, we're not using that." I was like, "Why not?" <laughs> they just want to. They don't. They don't care about the integrity of the game. They only care about themselves. Mm. I like. I don't. I. I like. This is the final final thing for me. We've we've said so much on this podcast. Referees deserve to be able to do their job without fear of harassment, which is fine, of course. But I have no respect for them or the organisation because they're just like, you need to respect us. It's like, you have to earn respect.
0: Yeah, and it's stuff like this incident, which again puts doubt in your mind for every other call that VR's made in the history of the bloody thing. But also you can couple it with Mike Dean... Same what he said a couple of months ago. It just none of it looks good when you all piece it together. But anyway, we'll break it down because everything was going along fine with uh, Diaz's disallowed goal. Uh, The 2D line had been drawn, had been put on the boot of the last Spurs defender. Everything was going fine. But then the wheels came off the entire situation when Darren England, the VAR referee, he says, check complete, check complete, that's fine. Perfect. When he thinks in his mind, he's confirming that Diaz was offside. The on-field call. Well, in reality, the on-field officials had given the offside, and he confirmed. I've just got mixed up my own head there. He's confirming the onside, but the on-field call was offside, which he was in conf- he was confirming without realising it. That's the white ray wound. I'm getting a little bit of a cold brain here. But first and foremost, why are they allowed just to say check complete? I can. Why is it just that? Why is it not check complete? I can confirm that was onside. I can confirm that was offside. Leave nothing to doubt. No stone unturned. Why is it just check complete at the end of the call?
1: Well, it usually is anyway, isn't it? And the other thing as well, that because like I said, watching it in the pub, when it got ruled out offside, we thought, oh, because again, like you said, human error. If it's just a linesman thinking, I'm not too sure you can deal with that. But then we brought in this technology to clear it up. As soon as you showed the replay, we went, he's a mile onside. The whole pub cheered. But they didn't draw the lines for the first time ever. They didn't even bring up the little purple thing saying VAR, checking decision. They just went, okay. And everyone was like, what's happened there? You could see with the the, the naked eye that he was a mile onside.
0: It's weird how they, they did draw the lines in like real time, didn't they? Because we heard the audio of them drawing the lines, like move it to the, the back foot of the player. But the, the fact they didn't show it on TV, that was yeah. weird here. Yeah.
1: That Was very weird. Um, there was a bit I don't know if you saw because one of the people who's been really sticking up for Liverpool for all this has been Mark Goldbridge of all people. Did you see him and Ben Foster talking about it? And Ben Foster's not happy about it, no, because he was, he was saying that at half time, um, they didn't. He's saying there was one replay of it because usually we're, we're in the era of content, any little decision in a football match gets replayed and replayed and replayed. Talking points on Twitter for newspapers, etc. He replayed it once. Didn't show the pictures again. Didn't really talk about it on commentary. And then at halftime, ten seconds, Ben Foster's words ten seconds before they kicked off again. They went, "Oh yeah, there was an offside." And Ben Foster said that he thinks PGMOL have said to Sky, "Don't talk about it. We've cocked up. Don't talk about it." Which him and Goldbridge have said they've worked on that side of the media, and they do have maybe not influence, but there are words, etc. Blah 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 blah. Is this a bit tinfoil hat? Maybe. But if so, why are they? so impervious to scrutiny yeah. like it's just something Something not fishy and obviously we're Liverpool fans we do have a sense of entitlement you know <laughs> it, it comes with being you know oh here successful we go here we go in the history of the <laughs> but, but even then it's like obviously as a city whether football fans or not we just don't take crap hmm. we we don't take crap if, if something's fishy we call it out and it rubs some people up the wrong way, but it doesn't matter. And again, obviously, it ha- it had to happen to us. We're not a popular football team with people who don't support us, but for the millions and millions around the world, they do, obviously, they love us. But it's why did this happen? Not even why did this have to happen to us in a ch- chant in the sense of oh god poor little Liverpool. No, why did it have to happen to us? Because this is going to get spun into a pile on of people saying Liverpool wanting special treatment again, and that's what's annoyed me.
0: Wait, what have it would have but- done it until Klopp opened his mouth today? He's the one that's ruined it for everybody. Oh, we need a replay. Shut up, Jurgen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because, I, again, I think you were justified in putting the statement out, which is just to shame you were the first one, because, again, that comes from hand in hand with entitlement and arrogance and all that sort of stuff. But you were right in doing so. But the next bit of the sta- of the saga is Mo Abbey, the replay fellow, we'll call him. He's the one who's moving the footage backwards and forwards and, what, and changing the camera angles. He's the first one to realise what happens, just as Spurs are kicking off from the offside position, if you want to call it. He says, wait, 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 wait. The on-field decision was offside. Are you happy with this? Then we have Daniel Cook, the assistant... VAR, he says, Yeah, what? upside goal. Yeah, this man is a Neanderthal who doesn't have a clear grip on the English language. But then he says, That's wrong, Daz. He's, his pal Daz. And then down in England, who is the lead VAR official once again, realizes what's going on and he lets out a massive O F U C K. He knows what's happened. Merely a couple of seconds after Spur I think it's seven seconds after Spurs have kicked off from the, 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 the you know, from the offside position we'll call it. Um he realizes he's made a massive bollock. And that's when Mo Abbey, who again deserves a medal, he says, delay, delay. By this point, the ball has been booted out by Spurs and nothing's changed about the game. We've had no shots on target. We've had no decisions go either way. The ball's basically got to Liverpool's end. It's been worked back up to Spurs' end and it's been booted out of play. This is when Darren England, who I thought in this instance, I know it's the rules, but I'm thinking, you're sounding really flippant when he's just like, I can't do anything. I can't do it. I can't change it. I know it's the rules, but surely... Could they not have scrapped protocol when they've seen how clearly wrong it is? And they're not going to get sacked, surely, if they scrapped protocol when the right in, like right outcome is, is, is got to. Surely they could just go, right, the ball's got out of play. Nothing's changed since the offside call was made. Let's just say what happened. We'll hold our hands up. Surely everyone would have been happy if they did that and just gone against the protocol it's that stupid rule of how they can't restart the game after the game is restart i st- can't stop the game after the game is restarted needs scrapped immediately yeah, yeah yeah
1: there should be i don't know like you said because no incident had happened after the kickoff there should be some like a grace period or something if you know what i mean because what one of the things that i think the reason this has happened is because the fa and the pgmol are obsessed with time, especially this season. Everyone has to keep going. You co- you know, if you are time wasting for 20 seconds, you get a yellow card. Uh We're having games that are having 10 minutes of added time. If you get an injured, get off the pitch. We need the game to keep going. It's like, no, sometimes you've got to, you do have to slow it down a little bit. We've got to look at it. And we've ended up with a cock-up like this. Um Obviously, well, outside of that, you saying that uh, Darren England and... Dan Cook shouldn't be sacked. After it came out that two days beforehand, they were officiating in the United Arab Emirates. They should be sacked. That surely is a conflict of interest. The (laughs) fact that the PGMOL are allowing this, that's not right. Not anything to do with the league itself. Some people have said, oh, well, it's a conflict of interest because, you know, the the UAE have interests in Premier League teams. Nothing to do with that. If you're... Managing, uh, sorry, manager. If you're refereeing uh, a, a league in a different country with a different set of rules, etc., and different protocols, how are you meant to juggle those two things when you can barely do it well in the Premier League? I know the PGMOL have said that they're going to look into this and change it, but that is a clear conflict of interests, and I'm really not happy with that either. It's and Howard Webb sack him. I don't want him anything to do with football ever again. Oh, I didn't no. like him as a referee because I was a paranoid Liverpool fan and everyone thought he was a Man United fan, but he was bad at his job as a ref and he's bad at his job as the head of the PGMOL.
0: Yeah. And it just shows how far up his own house he is as well, because apparently this audio is going to get held back for his monthly show where he goes through the calls and the decisions that have been made and whatnot. And it had been sort of grassed away from him to be released to the public now. just Because the longer they didn't release that that audio the more and more people are going to say well they're tampering with it they're going to create a narrative off the back of the you know editing and whatnot make it look like they're in the clear um but if it's just to play devil's advocate and I was saying like they shouldn't be sacked like if if they went against protocol I'm not saying that yeah they yeah. should they should probably be sacked and never allowed to VAR a Premier League game ever again after what happened in this one um that's just my opinion but uh if they're allowed to go and officiate UAE and get some more money and it's in the states in contracts they're allowed to do that I think we'd all do the same would we not? just to play devil's advocate. We,
1: we would, of course, but this this brings into a wider question about more scrutiny on the PGMOL. Mm. Like because uh, <laughs> like like you said there with Howard Webb, he's just like, "Oh, we we won't like as soon as he said, "Oh, we're, we're going to wait on the audio." Everyone, Liverpool fans and otherwise, was just like, "They're going to re-record the audio. No one trusts them at all. We need an independent regulatory body to watch over them because this as soon as this happened, obviously, um England and Cook have been dropped for next weekend's fixtures. Yeah. Like, money's the only thing that matters to the PGMOL. So find them if you're not going to sack them. Simon Hooper, after, regardless of the VAR stuff, that is one of the worst reference displays I've ever seen. He wasn't even stood down as the fourth official for Chelsea on Monday.
0: Yeah. And he, what, do you want to know this? the sickness? <laughs> Simon Hooper, this weekend, is the lead VAR official for Everton's match against Bournemouth. Mm. <laughs> So he's been involved. I know not really at the centre of it, but, you know, just on the the outer centre of the entire thing. He's been... Why is he involved at all this weekend? Take him out the firing line. Slap him on the arse. Show him how things should be done. Change the rules. Ah, just... I think VAR needs to go now because it's every single week on this podcast. We're not talking about the football. We're talking about the refereeing. Whether it's incidents like the Lutonham ball uh, last weekend where the ball hits the lad on the against Wolves where it hits him on the foot and then on the arm it says in the rules, if that happens, it's not a penalty. But they give a penalty anyway. It's bollocks like this. VR needs to go. I can accept human error from one guy the official on the pitch but when it goes above that i'm sad it's done it needs to be reworked completely it's just not fit for purpose it's not doing the job because i know it was brought in because of officials making cock-ups on a big scale and clear decisions not being made so this is why it was brought in but these things are still happening and the fact it's not rectified anything it just needs to go away until it's fit for purpose because it clearly isn't as it is now
1: well, no, I mean, e- even if it was a case of making a semi-automated, because look at goal line technology, there was Hawkeye and what was the other one? They, they, were, they were messing with a few of them anyway. Hmm. And there was one that involved having the referees on the line, but that's mainly automated and there's been <laughs> no problems with that. Even when, was it Liverpool City a couple of seasons ago, when it was the ball was over the line apart from about two millimetres, even then, you're just like, oh, but it's a binary, it's in or it's off. That's what it's saying, that's what it's shown, yes or no.
0: Hmm.
1: Like you said, if you're adding more cooks to it, you're gonna, it's the fact that the only three people who couldn't see that was offside were the only three people who mattered in that moment is ridiculous.
0: Yeah. It's out, it needs to go. It needs to, mm-hmm. Strip it all back. All these new rules they're brought in this season, strip it all back, the time wasting. like ugh, We don't need 15 minutes of stoppage time at every game. Nobody felt shortchanged before that was brought in. This insistence on giving yellow cards for people like motioning for a yellow card, that's a slap on the wrist to fence that surely. You can't be accumulating yeah. yellow cards across the season for going, oh, he deserves a yellow card Him? Who's really getting offended by that? I know it's not sportsmanship, but who really cares at the end of the day? about stuff like, like that.
1: Mo Salah, lovely Mo Salah, the person who even people who hate Liverpool like, got a yellow card the other day for having to go at the linesman for doing a poor job, instant yellow. And it's like, is there not a conversation to be had? We need, if they're not going to scrap the if they're not going to change PGMOL, they just need more clarity. I was watching a video by the Redmen saying that you can accept human error if the referees are presented like people. But they're not, they're just just like, this is what the rule says. They're not going to say a statement. They're going to put out a blanket one from the PGMOL. Humanize these people. We've long said about having the fourth official or someone at the end of a match, when they're interviewing the player of the match, when they're interviewing the goal scorer and the managers, interview the fourth official and say this, 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 and this. Because then even if they hold their hands up and say, we've really messed up, you can at least accept that a bit more the thing that's annoyed me about this is I I was talking about it in the pub because it unfortunately ruined our evening, but I would rather that the referees were corrupt than crap. (laughs) Because if the corrupt, you can kind of feel like, okay, well, it's, you know, you hope that (laughs) once corruption gets spotted, it gets cut out the game and then everything will be better. But if you just crap, you buggered. Uh. <laughs> it's yeah. The, the, the thing I know. Like I'm going all over the place here, but um, after obviously the Liverpool statement came up, and we were like saying before, it divided fan opinion outside of Liverpool. It divided. It divided journalistic opinion as well. Half there's I've seen half journalists saying we've been saying for ages that the referees need more scrutiny. And it, it just took one of the top teams to say it as well. And then others, like I said, the people in the Guardian and Jackie Oatley saying, um, oh, well, you should take the refs out the firing line. They're just going to get a pile on. It's just like, well, it, what's, yeah. What's
0: the alternative to that? then?
1: <laughs> exactly. The, Gary Neville, who is a coward of a man. Um, did you see his tweet? Because obviously at first he was doing, it was quite funny. Him, him just going, oh no, oh no, in the studio. <laughs> He tweeted after the statement came out saying, Jürgen Klopp handled the situation well last night after the game. Most football fans will have had empathy with what happened and recognised it was wrong. However, Liverpool's statement tonight is a mistake. Talk of exploring all options. What does that mean? And sporting integrity are dangerous phrases along with being vague and aggressive. Sorry we effed up was enough. I said this last night. Sorry should be respected, not undervalued. This is a snap reaction that can always be wrong, but I feel strongly about it. PGMOL didn't say sorry. No, no one did. no, they, apparently Howard Webb said it in private, allegedly. But they didn't say sorry. They said, yeah, we messed up. Great.
0: It means now anyway when they say sorry. Yeah. The action where Hooper and the other two clowns are taken out for a week or well, a month or so and then just it's shown, that they're sent to that, that SAS program on Channel 4, showing where yeah. you know, when Matt Hancock was on getting like abused and whatnot. Give them that for a month straight. No sleep. <laughs> something like that. Make them pay for their actions. Make sure they'll never do it again. I was learning about a haunted <laughs> house in America, Jackins, where people have to sign a 40-page a wafer or something because they're going to get abused, have like teeth pulled out with no anaesthetic. But if they survive for eight hours, they, they win twenty grand dollars So it's not even really worth it when you think about it. But they need to be sent no. to places like that when they've had incidents like this because that's the only way they're going to learn and the only way they're not going to do it again.
1: I was going to say put them on the streets of uh, Norris Green or Croxteth in Liverpool, but they would get killed, so maybe not. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we well, should say we're joking by the way we're joking because you can't joke these days can you about stuff like that without someone going you can't say that we're just joking
1: we'll get fine we'll get fine 25 grand by pgm well i don't um, even have 25 grand oh god i don't even have 25 quid <laughs> um, but it's like we said before Klopp's put his foot on it because outside the usual twitter fans because Twitter's not really a representation of any footballing fandom no one was calling for points. No one was calling for a replay. We were, most of the people I see and most of the people I know were calling for refereeing reform because seven games deep into the season and pretty much every single game has had a massive incident. Yeah. Where we're talking, like you said before, we're talking about the refs. We're not talking about the football. And it's just not fun. this is
0: not fun anymore and there is a little bit I know it's obviously heartbreaking at the moment but you do eventually get over it and a large part of football you know grown up for us it was the referee on the pitch getting something wrong and you getting a moan at it and then everyone going oh oh, what an arsehole setting off Alan Shearer (laughs) Aston Villa home 99-2000 season only did was back in no elbows or anything Um, but it it all it all evens itself out over a season we all get our chance to moan but it's just the fact when it shouldn't be happening and it's still happening it's not fit for purpose and as you say, it needs reform. Anything else to cover before we go away? I need we'll to apologise, by the way, for, not being a, for this not being a full Holy Football podcast this Wednesday, but I, like the rest of the office of Cultaholic, have got, uh, have got the flu. Kayla's got the flu next door. I feel like a sack of you-know-what today, Jarkins. I,
1: I, I feel wonderful here in my Liverpool home. Um. All I'm going to all I'm going to say this isn't for the football podcast but was it the video editors who brought the uh, the cold in? because it usually is
0: Yeah I think they all went out <laughs> together on Saturday night and then brought it into the office and it's been passed on I mean I was in the same establishment as them but with a different group of people uh, so maybe yeah. maybe it's me I've just caught it off there as well uh, just don't uh, go uh, don't go to rise in Newcastle's what we learned apparently
1: Well I mean <laughs> I, I'm 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 35 next month if you see me at all at this age shoot me yep. but, <laughs> you'll be getting your flu
0: jab soon won't you
1: <laughs> getting me bus pass can't we <laughs> um, but it's it's it, it feels like like you said when we were kids you could deal with the fact it'd be like oh we've been robbed by a referee there one will go our way later in the season let's have a moan about it tonight and then focus on the next game but like they've brought in so much technology and it's made it worse Yep. it's
0: Get it gone. Get it gone. Let us know what you think in the comments down below. I've been Ross Tweddle, joined by a, a pretty measured and considered Jackins today. I'm surprised how you've held it together.
1: Well, let's, uh, for the for the viewers and listeners, a peek at how the sausage is made, because it's it's Ross's week off and he's full of cold. So the original plan was to do the, the proper podcast, if we could, but Ross feels rough. And I <laughs> asked if we could just do another version where it's just me saying... Uh, words that begin with C and F for about 10 minutes because I have been very angry. Like the amount of notes I've got on this it's ridiculous. <laughs> the amount of tweets that I bookmarked to come back to later, but um, sack Howard Webb,
0: do that. Yeah, For get rid of our... Yeah, I just <laughs> thought it was worth doing it today because a lot of people on the FIFA streams, which are on the channel right now and there'll be more later this week, hopefully, have been saying they're looking forward to hearing our Dragons finally. So yeah, there you go. You've heard them. We'll wrap it up there, Jack. Unless you've got anything to say before we go. I'll let you have the um, final sentence on this wonderful occasion.
1: Well, I hope that you feel better soon, Ross. Have an orange. That's what I always say <laughs> a bit of him and say, do you, right? Um, and let's just hope football becomes fun again. It's... Not, it's it's well, Premier League anyway, it's not as it's just getting less and less fun. And this is this is a Liverpool who've been playing really well this season as well. And I'm still not really enjoying it, but hopefully, this is the first step.
0: Way I, and we'll see you next week. I can't put any better myself. It's a sad way to win, but it's true, sad but true, as them metallic men said back in the 1980s. <laughs> We'll see you next week for the regular Holding Your Football Podcast. I've been Ross, he's been Jack, and goodbye everybody. <laughs> oh. <laughs> then, I hope it was the 80s and not the 90s. I'll never live that down. I, think it, I was, think it was 91. No, it wasn't. <laughs>